of How Did This Get Booked. I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning, and I'm a veteran of the professional wrestling business for over a decade, and I've held every single job except selling popcorn. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my friend, a man who is purchasing a rent-a-car, maybe <laughs> while I speak, uh, <laughs> a man whose name will be on the rent-a-car when I possibly wreck it this please, weekend. Please, do. <laughs> uh, a man who has fixed my toilet seat, yep. and I have another broken toilet seat, so he may fix my Very other. good. <laughs> How do you go? Is it the same one? No, no, no. Okay. Different one. Different oh, good. One. Uh, uh, I don't know what you kids were doing while I wasn't here. Don't nope. know. Uh, <laughs> uh, a man who's got a lot of questions about my sex <laughs> life right now, yeah. Zane Riley. Zane, how are you doing? Uh I can't get internet service here, so I'm awful. Okay, well, I'm, I'll, I'll give you the 32. No, I don't want it. If you want. <laughs> but we'll just stop this whole podcast. Fuck, hey, don't tease me. Okay, I won't tease you, I won't josh you, and I won't keep our guest today, our non-wrestling fan, waiting in the wings, because he already knows the deal, even though I could probably keep him waiting in the wings, because he's a super wonderful, great gentleman. He is the co-producer of the Revolt Comedy Show, which had a successful show last night. Also, now, currently, he is the successful uh, co-host of the Trainwreck Comedy every Wednesday at Crown Station, Alex Spears. Alex, how you doing? Doing well, man. Thank you for having me. This is great. Thank you for it's for not wearing fun. sleeves. I feel yeah. out of place that I am only only one wearing sleeves. Last time I was here, no one had sleeves. Sleeves. Now this Jabron's got sleeves on. <laughs> the, the fucking office is too fucking cold. I don't know why. This is. I hate the fucking summer because I freeze my fucking ass dude, off. Dude, my my AC in my house went out yesterday, so I. This is just kind of what I've been rocking. <laughs> oh, good because it's it's on. So the, you feel at home here? Like I'm like, oh god, there's a fan. sweltering. Yeah, <laughs> Manning cave. This is nice to me. Oh my! When my girlfriend was in town, it was kind of a concern. Like, is she gonna be able to deal? With what I got going on, he and temperature wise, I took it down to seventy six because I am a courteous human oh, being, wow. and she even said that was too cold. So she's, she's a keeper. From Australia. She's from, yeah. yeah, she's from Australia. It is sixty eight degrees in my apartment right now. Yeah, sixty eight. That's where I keep. Fuck it. you, because that's where we live. We, I want the tundra. I I have been bumping up the the temperature at the office like to like 74 and sneaking up to 75 when people aren't looking and then as soon as I turn my back it's back down to 70 well, what the fuck are you people doing you're gonna have to get one of those uh, guards that you can put on it with the key yeah so like yeah. your dad would have so you couldn't <laughs> fuck with it but see I'd have to contact you to do it I understand I, you're right I'm like, that's... just let me know how many toilet seats you need at the office also and I'll just knock it all out and <laughs> Hey I'm, a I'm a big leaner. I'm a big leaner. And well, I don't know what people this do when they shit. Too squeaky. Yeah, and I put a lot of bleach. I clean. I clean my toilet <laughs> seats down well, and then that kind of corrodes everything. It's a whole process. It's a thing. It's a whole process, much like we have this whole process here. Um, one thing that we do when we have a non wrestling fan on. Uh, for the first time, we always ask about their experiences, and we ask you about your experiences and your exposure to professional wrestling. But when we have returning non-wrestling fans, I always want to ask and want to know if 
doing the podcast last time, Alex, inspired you to watch any professional wrestling in the meantime until today? So I will say that it inspired me to appreciate, uh, I guess, the art of it and kind of kind of more of how it's theater. Before you were just a more. dude, bro. I'm like, ah, oh, this fucking oh, shit. Sucks. Yeah, who's that? Sting? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have I watched more? No. 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 I tell you all this to tell you this. Nobody Not has. at all. Nobody has. And that's, I fucking love that we have done it. We have not made any wrestling fans because of this We've podcast. We have not changed the world. We have not. What I, is the opposite of Bag of Thousands? Well, we, we're, not, we're not watching, like, quality fucking shows here, so let's be honest. So we're, we're doing a poor job of changing. Wait, the you world. mean tell me this wasn't supposed to be a great pay per view? Yeah, I think it was supposed to be. <laughs> and, I, so. and it happened for one match. It, it, for it three, we'll debate. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. Two, we're we're good. I'm gonna have a dark horse. Where you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh no, no, I, we might be on the same. Okay, maybe on the same page. All right, all right. But uh, speaking of pages, especially reviews and everything, I don't know. That was a that was it was a sick. I, I tried. You've done worse. I've done way worse on this podcast. Um, I'm all the way open today. Yeah. Uh, but Two but I, brains. <laughs> I have. I've, I've been on point as far as apple brain. Apple brains. Well, never mind. <laughs> apple brains. <laughs> apple brains stop working. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Apple brains like it's that. Level a, up. It's a level up. Okay. Because like, it's made Exclusive. out of pure beta alpha, alpha apple. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's made out of pure uh, apple seeds. <laughs> you know, they're they're the nootropic. I don't know yeah. if you know this or not. I did not, and now I do. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you know that, but also should let you know that people have been killing it on reviews Jesus, recently. Still, hey. we really. When we put it as run out t-shirts. No, we're not. I I double checked. I over purchased t-shirts to begin with. Not as bad as what I did for the great outdoors (laughs) t-shirts, but still equally as ridiculous. Um, so There's I'm still chance for a comeback. Uh, maybe we'll see. Grizzly was just on Ring of Honor the other night. Uh, yeah, he's he's usually on a lot of things eventually, and then yeah. he goes away. <laughs> but uh, but no, we will not stop this whole gimmick brother that we do where if you leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher and you DM me your mailing address and your shirt size I will mail you out a free t-shirt so if you love this podcast I encourage you to leave a review and as a thank you we will mail you out a free t-shirt no cost to you whatsoever other than just a little bit of time that you do when you post a review on iTunes and Stitcher um uh, right now on Stitcher, uh, we had the reigning champion, uh, Bin Bird, who took her two-week vif- victory lap uh, <laughs> about, about a few days ago. She has been dethroned by uh, Bobby T oh. of At This Toy Life. Um, I've actually done his podcast before. He's he's in the Northeast area. He sees me at North Rest- Northeast Wrestling Show. Super, super cool dude. He digs all the Hulk Hogan rants that I make on this show. So. Wait, is it this show or are we talking about Tin Bell Pod? He really liked the Suburban Command. Ah. He, he, he thought that was a great episode. It is a great episode. So check that Please. one out for sure. It's the, some of our best work. That, that show alone inspired him to write a review. So Bobby T, you were sitting at the top of the pole and check out At This Toy Life for him. Now on iTunes. Actually, make sure you go and uh, sign that petition to get... Uh, Urban Commando made. Yes, please do, do that. As that is available on a different site, not <laughs> Stitcher. Is St- Stitcher? You are at the top, Bobby T. Now on iTunes, uh, we had some discrepancies, and oh. I put I put out the the call uh, oh. for people to write new reviews because I didn't want to pronounce this person's name, okay. screen name, <laughs> because it was. Uh, 
Ozamatez uh, Buckshank. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Buckshank. <laughs> well, who are you to assume? Uh, got up with yeah. me. Who are you to assume? No, no, it's a, it, was a, it was a man. It was okay. a man. All right. Because I mailed out his t-shirt. Okay. Uh, we had a nice conversation, and he told me that that name is actually from the Key and Peele skit. Where they did, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the East names, West Bowl, yeah. East West Bowl. Yeah, so I, I should give him. A oh, shout. even better. Yeah, so you get another shirt. You're welcome, and I'm sorry. When I first read it, I was like, "Oh fuck this!" Guy. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, he's winning the game, yeah. so his shirt's already in the mail. But some people that haven't got up with me about some shirts, uh, most specifically uh, Ryan Sasquatch. Uh, he actually put a call for us to do WCW 90s pay-per-view, early 90s. Oh, so we done. might uh, do that in the next <laughs> cool. uh, couple episodes for you, Ryan. And then uh, sitting at the top of the poll of iTunes is Shy Animal um, 17. So I think that's might be Cheyenne. That is Cheyenne. I think that's Cheyenne. Yes. I think that is her iTunes screen name. Okay, so. I think Cheyenne is her Instagram name. Well. Yeah, as as well. So she is does. Hey, Cheyenne. Hey, girl. Yeah, she does fantastic photography with John Moses. Mm-hmm. Like they are just this wonderful, beautiful, artistic couple that also well, well drinks. Yeah, it's amazing that they have this great artistic background, but then they both have this like <laughs> very interesting trait. <laughs> niche trait. Yeah, they're both they're right and left brain thinkers. Yeah. So uh, thank you for them for all the support. And I still haven't given John his free t-shirt, so I need to give him a t-shirt. And I'll probably just be like, here's two smalls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're a little big, brother, but alright, thanks, man. Uh, I think they're both up right there outside of that. He's large for you guys. Um. So... Anyways, we enough of that. Like I said, uh, we got the iTunes and Stitcher review section out of the way. Let's jump right into the topic of discussion because we have a lot to discuss, gentlemen. Oh, I have yeah. dozens yeah, of pages lot. of notes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you say pages like you didn't write all those notes on the back of flyers from old shows of yours. <laughs> well, a show, that, a show that got canceled, it's actually. Uh, uh, where the feature like canceled like the week of. Oh, and, great. And we're going a little green around here. Yes. So, um, But anyways, yeah, we're going green. We're going green around here. We're going green. I got a recycling green. bin now. Green spray paint. I've just You've changed. Okay. I've changed. I'm a changed man. But uh, what hasn't changed is how people feel about the WWE pay-per-view Great American Bash 2004. I was half expecting you to say a different year than I watched there for a second. <laughs> Uh, Even after I confirmed it with you, I was like, but 2008. Yeah, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, style has changed. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. He's like, well, luckily I know a lot about the Nexus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Took a lot of Apple Brain before I got here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Apple Brain. Let me tell you about all my, my Darren Young knowledge. <laughs> I think, I think that's when the, the yeah why not, why not? Gets a, I don't know why can somebody fact check us who gives a shit no one remembers who gives a shit but all, yeah, fuck you yeah. oh, oh 08 even though actually no oh 08 is when I was doing extra talent yeah, so what was going go. on then uh, Ric Flair might have been still be wrestling for maybe not WWE but <laughs> he was there <laughs> he was there um, so uh, part of the reason we're doing this is because you're listening to this on 4th of July so so happy birthday America happy yeah. birthday America we're doing the great American bash and we figure what better way than possibly <laughs> one of the worst bashes a ton uh, of racism yeah it was almost all racism it, it was, was very relevant for all. today though yeah Do you, this could have happened in Alabama 2019 yeah. Like, yeah this checks yep 
2004 was a weird time yes. in the World Wrestling Federation. It was a real red time. It was... <laughs> Blue brand was real red. Yes. Not a lot Not a lot for the Mexicans. No. Not a lot you. Nope. And as you mentioned, this is a SmackDown branded pay-per-view. This mm-hmm. is during the brand split, um, and it probably explains why some of these parts... Like, there's three good matches, and the yep. rest is just kind of filler, because we're trying to build some stars. The rest uh, is Luther Reigns. Yeah, yes. What was that? And this match, uh, this uh, match, this event happened on June 27th, uh, the year of our Lord, 2004. So we are at the 15-year anniversary just ah. recently, uh, pretty close to press time here. So, and this event took place in the Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. The buy rate for this event was 0.47. Ticket sales for the event grossed 3 $325,000. The attendance was 6500 6, And the tagline for this event was, join our party, which I'm assuming is the GOP. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The Republican yeah, Party. We, we know who this yeah. is. And uh, the poster for the event had Tori Wilson and Uncle Sam outfit, Got which right, it did. that's how this pay-per-view also started after the intro video. I mean, we're all about consistency here at we the are, brand. Yeah, it was very much, uh, the continuity on that was yeah. on point there. Tori Wilson, super over in this pay-per-view. Uh, pretty much all over the whole thing. Yeah. So, but uh, this is the first Great American Bash since uh, WCW held them in the year 2000. So, uh just kind of give you a quick history of the Great American Bash under the WWE banner. Um, by about 2012, it was just a random episode of SmackDown. Yeah. And it Keep was... Keep them blue. Keep yeah. them blue. And at one point in time, it was just referred to as The Bash. Yeah. Okay. So... Well, they realized they weren't making America great at the time. So. No, not, not... It was kind of sad, yeah. <laughs> so... Must have been Obama's America. Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> yeah, he made it The Bash. Yeah, this is a this is a very interesting time in the company because, uh, and it's also a very interesting time in my fandom because I had done an OVW tryout camp in two thousand and four, yeah. a little bit earlier in the year. I was probably like a couple months prior to this event because it well, actually no, it was right during the the draft of two thousand and four. Like I was in Louisville attending that seminar camp whatever it was when the draft was going on on monday night raw so this is after the brand split so we're gonna have a couple sprinklings and <laughs> memories because i interacted with a couple of these people really? right before they they got called up oh great so we're gonna have a couple good stories <laughs> but i have one more tidbit of information before getting to the actual show that we watched the sunday night heat match was spike dudley taking on my good friend jamie noble yeah, oh man um i i should address this now if you listen to the traitorous podcast of Extra Talented with Zane Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, a couple stories about Jamie Noble, yeah. which I feel like are true events, yeah. and I paint and I'm very fair because I am telling what happened from my perspective. And because of that, I've had a lot of people walk up to me who are fans of your Traders podcast, yes, yes, Extra Talented, yeah. and Extra Talented Wrestling podcast on all major podcast sites. Oh, oh, are you done? Yep, yep. Okay, okay. But because of that, uh, that, that, that podcast and my appearance on there, people have walked up to me, said, Jake, it's a pleasure to meet you. Also, by the way, fuck Jamie Noble. Yeah! Right? Hell yeah! <laughs> Which, uh, 
fucking uh, very abrasive applesauce motherfucker which not uh, what I intended I was just telling my story uh, and I did uh, not uh, intend for that for to you. be a thing uh, because I feel like if we're going to do fuck so and so let's stick with fuck Vader okay yeah, like that's, let's keep with that on brand let's not have two hashtags fuck Jamie Noble fuck Vader let's just pick fuck Vader okay so <laughs> alright whatever but uh, yeah so uh, I People think I, I, I hate him. I was like, no, I understand that he is a victim of the bureaucracy <laughs> and the machine that is of WWE. the blue party going red. Going red, and I know what party he has joined. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> let's join the party of Great American Bash 2004. Uh, we start uh, with an intro hot. video. We start hot. Coming in real hot. With an intro oh, video where they got light, light show in background. <laughs> like, that Booker T where he's posing uh, and that, that laser <laughs> light show behind him. Like, <laughs> a lot of weird stuff is happening right there. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's much more to say about that, but if you guys want to jump right into match number one, we can jump Ooh, right in. We're going to just skip over JBL's opener? Oh, I right, talk about the intro. What do you what do you, what are you guys' thoughts of the intro? Well, I mean, he just talks about how Eddie Guerrero is an awful American. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, basically we should make America great again. That's the set. It kind of started there. That was the seed. He was like, and you are everything I hate about America. And I wanted to be like, a Mexican, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexican. All right, that's not cool. Well, right. this is this is a time is like the kind of like the very end <laughs> of nine. This is a weird time, man. This is like the very end where you could get heat as a heel, like true, like I do not like you. Heat and performers were encouraged to go all the way. So much, in fact, <laughs> very much all the way. The guy I'll a story for you here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the guy uh, uh, who we were talking about, JBL, yeah. who was like, you're everything I hate about America, was trying so hard to get heat everywhere, mm-hmm. even in the world, that when he went to Germany, yeah, he, did. he gave the Heil Hitler salute. Well, which fucking goose step, too. And goose step, which, <sighs> guess what, is illegal. They didn't have that. I'm <laughs> sure well, how about it? Because they don't have uh, freedom of speech like we do here, and he found that out very quickly. <laughs> so I fucking love JBL. I, the dude's I, an animal. JBL's one of my favorite of all fucking time. He, all time. Oh, I, I have grown to appreciate him in later years and, and the, his commitment to just getting people to not like him. Mm-hmm. Like, you have... As somebody who's playing a character, and not even that cool heel, because I fucking hate cool heels yeah. with every fiber of my being. Like, as much as people are, like, going, like, oh, MJF is such a good heel. I'm like, no, he's not, because you guys are saying he's a good heel. Yeah. You got to fucking hate him and mm-hmm. everything he fucking stands for. You can't find him entertaining whatsoever. Like, JBL, that's a fucking good heel, because yeah. mm. nobody likes that fucking guy. No. I felt like when The Miz was a heel, nobody liked that fucking <laughs> yeah. guy. Oh, if Miz was a great heel. If you're putting over the uh, heel on Twitter... <laughs> you don't say anything other than, fuck him. Yes. <laughs> Which... I, 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 I've talked to him about like discussions of heel, but I think we live in a different time mm-hmm. that he can't do the things that are necessary or everybody is so far inside when it comes to the AEW product that I don't know if he's going to get to that level of a JBL heat or anything mm-hmm. else. He would have to do something very <laughs> controversial, yeah. which is kind of against the mission statement of what AEW yeah. is. And, you know, let's say, like, I mean, maybe we live in a different time. 
Yeah, you might have to be a little racist. Keep an eye out for Jake Man dropping a hard end sometime down the road. <laughs> that is not what I'm alluding He's like, to, my friend. He's like, I already got the shaved head. Yeah, yeah, that is not what him. I'm alluding to, okay? Like, I'm but if MJF does it, real heel. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just saying that, that what is necessary to get to the point, <laughs> like that what JBL is talking about right now, you have you have to dance on that line. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're when you're dancing, you're going to slip and fall on the wrong side. <laughs> well... Let me tell you what happened to me this past weekend. Oh, you have a story. I do. I went. I was at a show uh, in Pembroke Pines, uh, Florida, right above uh, Miami for Ronin, uh, Team Tex Wrestling Company. Mm-hmm. Fantastic place. Uh, there was one uh, Greek god Papadon yep. uh, on the card. A man from New York uh, who is whom is a heel who wrestled Jay Rios and cut a promo on him. And the first thing said, fuck you, you piece of shit, Mexican jumping bean. Oh. You have to have a little tact. No, no, MJF, don't do that. And, you don't need and, to do it. Have a little tact. only got worse. That uh, w- that's what, that's yeah. round zero? We started <laughs> there. We start. We got work. We went downhill. Uh, at one point, I thought we, were, we started at the mountain, worked our way down. No, 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 we're, no, no. we're doing a climb. We're at base camp. Really? <laughs> we're, really? We're at base camp. We're, we're, we're adapting to the elevation uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, we're climbing just, the rest of the mountain right now. Of we, we haven't even got to the dead people yet. Man. Oh, oh, great! A uh, Billy Green boots. Uh, we haven't passed him yet. <laughs> Uh, a little bit later, he calls him a cunt, which is fine. Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. That's still a hard one. Yeah. But it doesn't have anything to do with his race. Uh, at one point, uh, I, I believe, this is what I heard, and this is how the situation seemed, uh, he threw a bag of ice onto one J. Rios. And then I believe the term... Uh, a combination of the words back oh. and wet, oh. though not in that order, uh-huh. were yelled at him. Oh, oh they get the bag of ice combat now. Yeah, yeah. 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 here we go. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yep. Uh, but then a combination of those two words, uh, not in that order, uh, was then yelled. And then people started to try to get in there to fight him. Uh, other people. Uh, other people. And then the... Uh, lovely uh, our friend uh, Eric Estrada Trunks from FSCW the camera guy oh okay stopped them okay because he knew it was part of the game um, but yeah uh, Mexican Jump Bean and uh, a back that is wet uh, and uh, when he won the match the crowd reacted as you would think a wrestling crowd that full of Hispanic people would react oh. which was a lot of lack of re- reaction. <laughs> See, that's the other thing too. Uh, I, I I realized too is if you're going to do that, you have to lose. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Because yeah. when you win, me, you just... Caleb, and Joey Ryan are like, so he's got to lose now, right? Yeah. No. No, no. You got it. I mean, there's you can't keep heat. <laughs> so. MJF, do, do exactly what you're doing. Yeah, right, you're doing fine. Right. Have people put you over on Twitter for being a bad yeah. guy. Go ahead. Keep doing it. Yeah. Because I've I've told that line where you're just trying to go for people, but like get put it over. Like that's a, that's a hard lesson that I've learned because all it does is turn people off and then people don't return to watch your program. That's that's <laughs> I've learned. Cake and eat it too and you, call people racist. You can you can do that, but you have to lose. Uh you can also do 
maybe something after the match where you are violently attacked, yeah. which is something I started to learn when I was asked to push the envelope at Revolver and then asked to go over. I was like, well, you've got to get a comeback. You have to like beat me up violently <laughs> afterwards as well. You have to stand over top of me with one foot <laughs> after the bell is already rung if we're going to do this. So, uh, yeah. There we go. That's a story that happened to me this weekend. All right. Racism is still alive. 2019, baby, Florida man. Well, uh, what's uh, not alive and well is how over John Cena is. Holy shit. I wanted to stop watching after this promo because it wasn't getting better. It was not going to get. And you know what? It fucking didn't. Uh, It did not get better than this promo. Fuck, that was a cool promo. I forgot. How bad it was. I forgot how over, like, 2003, 2004 John Cena was. That's that's exact. I thought he was the most 2004 dressed. Uh, First of all, a Michael Vick jersey. Yeah. Right. How'd that age for you, buddy? Yeah. And the Reebok pumps. It's like, that's retro for you. And he had the the jean shorts that were kind of pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa, man, killing it! But yeah, his crowd was super fucking on his side, and it's it's weird seeing a reaction that's a hundred percent in your favor with John Cena, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to now where it's fifty fifty. Yeah. You know, so and there was a time where it was zero one hundred. Yeah, like there was there was a fucking yeah. time. I I remember I didn't remember it as clearly until man. I saw this. He was rapping, but Ooh. it was. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't age well. That age is about as well as that Michael Victor. Yeah. Um, I have a note in here where I go, uh, I was like, okay, so most of John Cena's raps were homophobic. Oh, insanely. Oh, yeah. insanely. And, then, and then I make another note, but aren't all rap battles homophobic? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, he was doing it. Yeah. It was not like like fast rapping. It was like the spoken yeah. word. Yeah. Like he was like, everyone was slam <laughs> Slam poetry on him. Yeah. Um... Yeah, very 2004. Very, it was of his time. Really, really good uh, gold dust reference in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, his Navy joke was the best thing. Oh. oh surrounded by semen. <laughs> Thank Christ. I, I like how that like barely got a reaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, like, people are like, whoa, you just said that. Yeah, yeah. hey, man. Hey, On man. the microphone. Like, the kids, but then, that's but then, that's like, us. But then even like acknowledging uh, uh, RVD's blunt, I was like, wow, that's on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do that today. Nope. Nope, you can't. <laughs> but you could 2004. Yeah, 2004 when this match took place where John Cena defended the U.S. title against Rob Van Dam, Booker T, and Rene Dupree, who was actually 20 years old wow. at the time. Wow. Yeah. He looked good. Yeah. He looked like a million dollars. I remember seeing a WWE Confidential thing on him uh, when he was like training in OVW, and I just remember going, wow, like, I need I need to go to OVW like and then obviously like seeing how young he is like I just thought he was just going to be a star and then he ran into Hardcore Holly and <laughs> <laughs> that changed everything but uh, John Cena was 27 at the time wow. too so I um, love John Cena to this day oh yeah still the best I, I love John him Cena. so much I, I and like hearing the Doctor Th- of Thugonomics <laughs> reminds me of uh, Wrestlemania when he came out <laughs> and people were losing like oh my gosh the Doctor of Thugonomics like people were actually genuinely excited to yeah. see <laughs> retro John Cena yeah. do retro John Cena recently I just it was amazing and then also too like I saw in the crowd um, 
a Michael Jordan Washington Wizards jersey. Hell yeah. And I was just like, man, oh. leave it up to Virginia. Somebody in Virginia to wear the oldest jersey of all time. But then I looked it up, and Michael Jordan was playing with the Wizards in 2003. Yes. <laughs> it was right there. It was right there. So it was oh. fairly new. And yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This pay-per-view is really fucking old. Dude, there were a few uh, T.O. 49ers jerseys yeah. that I saw. I was like, okay, what, what era is this? <laughs> All right, well, we've talked about everything except for this specific Yeah, we talked about the best part of it already, though. <laughs> we we kind of have. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on the match? Uh, first of all, I think Rene Dupree coming out with the French flag, and it was glittery. <laughs> was just like, all right, we're playing into this. Yeah. Yeah. He's Aren't leaning we? in hard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then leaning just hard that, into that guy's dick. Yay! French people. <laughs> and then also, uh, Booker T, I think, was so greasy, I didn't think he had Whoa, nipples. careful. Oh, yeah. no, okay, well, no, not like Wild that. Up. Yeah. Wild up, It's funny, yeah. it's 2004. It's 2004. Yeah. <laughs> 2004. As for now on, the rest of this podcast was taking place in 2004. Yeah. So if we say they fucked up, it's okay, because it was a different time then, man. <laughs> different time. Especially when we start talking about Tori Wilson here in a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, uh, what so, else your thought on that? So Greasy Booker T, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Van Damme, amazing name. First of all, yeah. not, not, not being from wrestling, just like, yeah, you're just taking Van Damme. All right, good cool, for cool. you. Good for you. And it's also, blatant like that, huh? you've kind of got a weird singlet going on. <laughs> That's very strange. Uh, I also respect the tactic of just staying out of the, the ring while other people's fight and just throwing them in there. Yeah, yeah it's elimination. So yeah, you just get the last two. Yeah. Also, I think that uh, Booker T could be a starting middle linebacker in the NFL at any time. Yeah. Yeah. Great athlete. The dude's a monster. Mm-hmm. Those, sure. those are really my main thoughts about the fight. Uh, other than so that, actually, just, actually nothing about the fight. Well, I mean, just, I was just staring at John Cena's chain the entire yeah, time. Yeah. Watch that thing hang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Zane, what are your thoughts on uh, that? It fucking happened. It's the only time I care to see someone take the powder and let everybody wrestle. Because like a lot of four ways, people just are like multiple person out of matches. Guy, even if it's not elimination, just hops the fuck out. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. It just kills me. Yeah, because I mean, nobody's gonna win right now if that guy's not in here involved. So that always kills me, takes me out of place. But luckily, that wasn't the case. So I really appreciated it there. Um, I did not care to see Van Dam go right away. It was like he yeah. shouldn't even have been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and it was weird. Like after the fri- five star frog splash, which he did that one five star frog splash where he like jumped over like Booker T yeah. and I don't know how he ended up not hitting Booker T like his <laughs> knee and the eye socket like pretty hey, pretty remarkable you're Mr. Monday Night you can do whatever you want exactly or at this case I guess Mr. Tuesday Night yeah or Thursday, whatever day. It was Thursday. Probably Thursday at the time. It was recorded on Tuesday. Yeah, Thursday. Way. It, it, but then, if you lived where I lived in Iowa, it aired on Friday. So, well, right. when you're Mr. Blue Brand, uh, <laughs> he's Mr. Green Brand. There you go. Oh, hey, oh, hey, Um, but uh, it happened. Yeah. Anything else about this match? Nah, yeah. It, a lot it, of it wasn't. It wasn't awful. But like, it wasn't bad enough to talk about, but it wasn't good enough to talk about. Yeah, it was like, right, I was I was thinking the exact same thing. I was yeah. like, what should I talk about on this? I was like, kind of. Got that chain. Got that Michael Victor. Hey. Yeah. Um, Greasy Booker T's here. A lot of awkward roll-ups, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. And, and like, you know, John, he's 27, but he's still very new. And mm-hmm. Rene Dupree, I'm like, oh, he's like, okay, I start to see what people. This is why you're here. Yeah. I started to see, like, okay, now I see why people were like, oh, he's not quite ready. Like, now with more refined eye as opposed to a fan eye. I'm like, I, I kind of see what you guys mm-hmm. were saying, but you know, he's still wrestling today. So, 
Fuck us. Anyways, John Cena retains his title and then goes to the back and basically, out of breath, hits on Charlie Haas's wife. Yeah, in front yeah of that, Charlie. Was, that was strange. Yeah, that was very weird. He also just threw down a classic 2004 line of, hit me up on the two-way. Yeah. Which is like, hey, where are you at? You know where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Angle makes a match uh, with him versus Luther Reigns. But before we get there, we got to see Sable in a hot tub. Yeah, we do. <sighs> We can't not see that. Uh, yeah, we we have to see a Mrs. Lesnar yeah. uh, in a bikini in a hot tub. <laughs> so <laughs> is that who that is? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Brock Lesnar's wife. Yeah. Wow. There, there's Good actually for you. I <laughs> Charlie Dreamer had the best fucking line about Sable and Brock Lesnar's marriage because when Brock went to the UFC, he was like very anti WWE, which is yeah. funny that he's back. Ironic. Now. Yeah. Very ironic. And I remember them doing a video package before, like, one of his first, I think his first big fight, like his UFC debut and talking about his WWE career. And Brock was making comments about, like, when he was in WWE, he was living a dirty lifestyle. And I remember watching it with Charlie Dreamer, and Charlie Dreamer leaned over to me and he goes, he goes, oh, yeah? Well, I bet that motherfucker isn't mad about that dirty wife you got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Charlie Dreamer shooting. Yeah, fucking goddamn fucking like a savage. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Um, But uh, something I didn't love was probably match number two, Charlie Haas taking on Luther Reigns. Oh, jeez. I, fuck. You know, Roman Reigns' brother. (laughs) <laughs> of, the fa- of the famous Reigns family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Man, good for fucking Charlie Haas being a goddamn workhorse like there's never been. Yeah, he really... Even the spots, motherfucker, he was mid-botching spots, and Charlie Haas was saving shit. He made he made uh, Luther Reigns' finish look so good that I'm going to try and steal that. Maybe <laughs> try that this weekend. Maybe give it a go. Maybe give, see if I can make it look that good, but I... Probably can't because I'm not doing it on Charlie Haas. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like some real shitty gator roll. Yeah, it's just like a reverse like neck break. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the match, Alex? To be honest, it just kind of looked like uh, like a filler. Yeah. To be honest, I was like, oh, that guy's got Haas on his ass, and all right, good. <laughs> Gotta give this guy a spot for Kurt Angle to come back later again. And actually, those uh, trunks that had hit that Haas on there, yeah. those are actually High Spots biker shorts. Oh. Let me give you a little in- inside piece of information here. Um, John Cena, before he had the baggy shorts, yeah. he actually he had color-coordinated boots with biker shorts. Very sexual. And, and he sexual. And he, he, you got the oh. WWE guys at the time were given like a gear allowance. Yeah. Uh, especially, I think, in, like, OVW. So he spent it all at high spots and was like, hey, I need the, the two-tone bikers, two, you know, wingtip boots, and actually talked to Michael's now ex-wife, but current wife at the time, who answered the phones at high spots and still, you know, like... Rapped the whole time. Rapped the whole time. <laughs> and was super polite. Yeah. Like, they, they, the, John Cena's politeness on the phone is legendary. <laughs> like, all other wrestlers are put on the John Cena scale of politeness <laughs> on the phone. Everyone up. fails. Everyone fails. No one comes even close to John Cena's politeness on the phone ordering <laughs> gear. And he got, like, 20 pairs of, like bikers and then when he went to the the wrapping shorts he's like well fuck i got all these bikers bikers. so he offered charlie haas if he wanted to buy them and charlie haas bought them and just put haas on the back so in in a shooter interview he said oh thanks high spots for the gear (laughs) i I also i also uh seeing kurt angle 
at being like, you're my protege, come mm-hmm. on. And he was bald and in a wheelchair. Yeah. And I was like, you're like a buff Professor X. Let's be <laughs> honest on this. What, who are you? What is going on here? It's so great that they're talking about how like Kurt Angle could never wrestle again in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are in 2018. And just, or like, 2019, he just had his last match. Oh, did he just have I thought we had one last year. I didn't know he's had one this year. No, it was WrestleMania this ah, year. Ah, well, there you go. WrestleMania so was his last match. 2019, he's still having his last match. <laughs> 15 years later. 15 years, still doing it. Still doing it, buddy. I mean, I mean, wheelchair wasn't going to stop him. No. <laughs> Brother, you don't need to worry about stem cell research. Use just, the chair. Just get the shit that Kurt Angle's taking, and uh, Christopher Reeves would have made it. Um, but who didn't make it? It was Luther Reigns. Um, I He was around when I did the OVW tryout camp. And he was referred to as Horseshoe because of Horseshit. Oh uh, yeah. Because of because, the top of his head yes. is balding specifically in one spot. It yeah. looks like a horseshoe in the top of his head. And he was super cool most of the time when you talk to him. But I remember one day <laughs> we were all sitting in the bleachers of the Davis Arena and Dr. Tom was talking about something and I can't remember what it was. And we were all all of us were quietly listening because they were giving us, you know, instructions for the day. And Horseshoe was on another set of bleachers in the Davis Arena. And just out of nowhere, he yelled something. And it was, <laughs> and like, I remember like, and, it, and you think about it in your memory, like, well, maybe somebody was talking, he was telling him, shut up. And then like, I remember that not being the case. I remember there being a couple of times in that speech where he just was like yelling, hi, hey, hi, this motherfucker's just yelling shit. <laughs> and, and and people are like, well, that's horseshoe. Like, that is like, I remember being that being like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like he was just yelling shit like, and like, so off. Like, what? Dude's a maniac. Yeah, he's a crazy person. I, I literally, the, the one note that I took on him when I when I was watching this was, he looks like he drinks blood for breakfast. Like the dude is like all traps. He's a monster. I think I also heard that he his uh, one-time wife or girlfriend or, or especially during this period was like a Club Jenna girl. Mm-hmm. So like she made, this was like the time where like Mortstars made bank is because <laughs> she got in early on like the internet craze and like was making serious money at the time. So he really didn't need to wrestle. And from listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, he was just kind of like, he was, I think he was Jack Doan's friend and like, <laughs> you're a big son bitch. You want to wrestle? Yeah. <laughs> and they just gave him a job. Oh man, hey. For you. So. I uh, cannot wait for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I want to uh, sell out so goddamn bad. <laughs> but anything else about this match before we get into the rest of the God show? God bless Charlie Haas. Yeah. yeah. God bless this Charlie Haas. Not the dr- super drunk. No, no, fuck that Charlie Haas. Who was at a Ring of Honor show and was uh, making fun of my tag team partner, yeah. Grizzly Redwood, who is like all of five foot eleven, and then uh, slapped the fuck out of him. Slapped the fuck out of him, and Grizzly took his cowboy hat and fucking stomped. <laughs> and got and he got mad about it, like and, and ring, upset. And Ring of Honor blamed Grizzly, yep. even though Charlie was the one who was drunk. Yeah. So though when Charlie Haas was doing everybody else's gimmick, like uh, Brett the Hitman Haas and shit like that, mm-hmm. that was favorite. No, okay, that was a better version of Charlie. That one, that I'll remember the, that one, and I'll remember this Charlie Haas. Uh, old Charlie Haas, fuck him. Yeah, and I, and I always found it weird, like the, like the company didn't like that he was with Jackie, 
I remember like multiple times, like they would make Charlie like randomly kiss Maria Canellis because they're like, nah, we're not going to recognize the sanctity of your marriage yeah. at all. Like, that's WWE. Yeah, that's yeah. strange. Phil. Thanks, Fed. Uh, yeah, and also, uh, thank you, JBL, for the next uh, promo that we get next, <laughs> where he says the most offensive thing, uh, in my opinion, which is uh, you people. Uh, <laughs> still stand by that. That's that Hutton. Hutton. Um, anything we can say about this JBL promo that's any different than we said, we but... said so far yeah. I just like how he speaks in the third person yeah like, as if someone whole mess can, of that someone who doesn't know wrestling I was like man who's he talking about <laughs> and I was like man whoever he's talking about must be a bad at nope it's just him that's it's him. just him. about you you're talking about you cool 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 cool, 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 cool. Um, speaking of things that are cool match number three Carlito yes. wait a minute uh uh, cruiserweight title match between Chavo Guerrero and Rey Mysterio Jr. Holy Jr. shit. Alex, what are your thoughts on this match? Uh, from what I had seen previously, these were like the greatest athletes that I had ever seen. Okay. And I thought that they absolutely destroyed it. Um, also, what's his name? Mysterio was definitely wearing two knee braces underneath <laughs> oh, yeah, those yeah. pants and was just getting his knees cranked. Yeah. The enti- and I wore knee braces. They slide. They, so it's like getting them cranked with knee braces is like the worst thing of all time. And it looked like they were like actually fighting. Yeah. And and I think my favorite part of the whole match is when uh, the crowd just starts chanting, holy shit, holy shit. Uh, I liked it. This is one of my favorite matches. Okay. What are your thoughts, Aaron? Uh So the match was cool. But the highlight package of the Battle Royal or whatever, when Chavo's eliminating people with a fucking gory bomb oh, yeah, and yeah. all those fucking elimination spots in that highlight package, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. That shit was nuts. Uh, but there's a lot of fucking cool spots in here that like no indie guy could pull off today that I'm sure that if they went back and watched, they would be trying to rip it off this weekend. That's some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen. I fucking wish they would rip off the psychology of this match. Man. Because Man. I fucking, I, I try and drill this into students, but apparently I'm an awful teacher and they don't fucking get it. <laughs> um, but just like the I, the whole thing, like if you're going to work over a body part, mm-hmm. you know, keep in mind, you won't be able to do a lot of the things in your comeback. Yeah. But they did this so so smart they put so much thought into like okay if I work over your leg and then here are the moves you're gonna do there weren't these moments like alright you've been working on my leg and now I'm gonna hit the ropes twice yeah exactly and, you know like it, but it but you you can still hit those spots mm. but just that story of Ray hobbling to mm. get the 619 it adds more drama to it so you can do that but you have to put more thought into what you're doing and like Great fucking match. Like yeah. the oh, psychology yeah. on this is just yeah. so impeccable with working over the leg and then mm-hmm. limiting the things that Ray could do, but still pulling off stuff that was remarkable mm-hmm. without requiring him to run too much. Mm-hmm. Like just even like when he's like jamming the knee uh, on the knee when he's picking him up, you know, which would be the setup for like Ric Flair doing the figure four. And then he just kind of toss him over in the sunset flip. And then the other stuff of him climbing on the ropes and they both kind of do like the beal off, like yeah, the hair the double beal, face. the double yeah. face off the top. And just, just the little things. To I it. love that stretch muffler that he turned in like some weird arm bar that kind of popped him straight up. Yep. That was fucking cool. All, all of those things. Like this is, this is probably <laughs> one of the best matches I've ever seen Chavo. Oh, of course. Easy. Ever have. Easy. I mean, like, like I've seen some pretty good ones, but like this makes me want to go back and see. I'm like, man, were there matches that were this fucking good? Because this match is in fucking 
incredible. Mm, it was dope. I, I watched his paper watch his paper view solely for just this fucking match. Um, and the code red at the end wasn't the best. No, but it, it made sense for how tired they should be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought the fucking reverse to it, where, yeah, him putting the hands down looked oh, cool. Like, yeah, I would never think about that in a million years. It's the simplest fucking move, but just getting ready to take that gory. Oh no, pop up and go. Chava made that look like a million bucks because you know it's hard. Everybody's fucking tired. It's tough. Yeah. Man, that's fucking cool. Yeah, this is a 20 minute match. Yeah. And they're fucking going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're never so, not going. Yeah. So this is this is a great fucking job. Um so at this moment in time in that pay-per-view, I'm like, man, people say this fucking pay-per-view is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, we know Luther Reigns and Charlie House is gonna be what's gonna be, but come but, on, guys. They're like, why is this, this one of why is this, this one of the worst? Star match and even up the average. Why is this on the list of like top fifteen worst pay-per-views in company yeah. history? Really? The, the, yeah, like the, that's why we're discussing yeah, it today. That's why we do this. <laughs> yeah, we picked bad ones. I, I did have Stick a question. <laughs> did Mysterio though, did anyone on him on his arm, did he have like the the Nick Lachey? 98 degrees tattoo. The sun. Does he uh, have, with like the thing inside of it? Probably. Is he Nick Lachey? He is Nick Lachey. He is. is that I gotta wear a mask. You yeah. dumb shit. It's, yeah. it's, it's, wear a mask. Right. That's what we've never I seen him without want, it. I just want everyone to yeah. know that. There's a different Hispanic guy in WCW. So yeah, Wikipedia, if you want to get a picture, put that up. Put Nick Lachey. Just saying. Do that. That's the only tattoo that's real. The rest are just painted on before the match. Well, speaking of things that are real, uh, Tori Wilson, <laughs> man, in a hot tub with her husband Billy Kidman, Funaki, and Spike. Yeah, what the fuck is this about? It has to be the nastiest hot tub. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it has to be because they, because it's like a rental. They rolled it yeah, in. Right. They filled it up with water out of the locker room. <laughs> and there are it's no so bubbles, much like... fake tanner and fucking uh, protein farts in this thing. Oh, I don't even want to know. It's like a pink eye. Oh, and if this is on the on the red brand, like yeah. you know, like Randy Orton would have like jizzed in yeah. it or something like that. Right? <laughs> Luckily, it's on the blue brand. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> so they're telling who jizzed in it. Yeah, I mean, there's, but there's probably like blunts floating in it from Rob Van Dam. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, so we do that. <laughs> I love that she has to leave the hot tub to go get ready for her match. And the very next thing we hear is Japanese entrance music, and I thought Funaki was about to come out. I was like, that motherfucker should still be in the hot tub. <laughs> oh, no, don't be racist, because Funaki is not Kenzo Suzuki. Yeah, he's not. It, where he is taking on uh, probably the least in shape Billy Gunn. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, Billy Gunn now, today, I best saw version. him. I really? saw him two weeks ago. He is a mountain of a man with so many veins. Fuck, man. I... It, that that motherfucker is in the best goddamn shape of his life. Kind of looked like he was phoning it in. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, in this match, but probably, oh, probably was. was. <laughs> this is this is like yeah. he's he's had his run twice over. <laughs> like he's he's had multiple runs at this moment in time. So this is just I'm still around yeah. collecting a paycheck, collecting a paycheck, and, putting over the new boy. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning out because my knees hurt. Yeah, and then I'm gonna get super fucking jacked yeah. <laughs> later in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Wait till I heal up a little bit before I start looking real good. Fuck, man. Like, Billy, like, it's, it's this thing. Like, Billy, like, he looks good. Yeah. He's leaned out. Like, he looks like Hulk Hogan in 1994 Thunder in Paradise Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But, like, Billy Gunn now and seeing this Billy Gunn, it is, like, worlds apart. It's like seeing Billy Gunn then and his son now. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like seeing that, that, uh, Brock Lesnar, like high school like, <laughs> wrestling picture, <laughs> compared to like Brock Lesnar now. Yeah. Taking souls, yeah. Yeah. Drinking two gallons of milk a day. Yeah. 
them bay hills uh hay bales but yeah he's you know billy's just staying in shape collecting a paycheck because he's basically wrestling kenzo suzuki yeah yeah man those uh those guys carrying that throne they're having them a fucking trouble yeah right that Fuck was tough. Yeah. And, and i don't i don't know if he, he climbed as well as charlie haas did yeah but i think he had a taller mountain to climb yeah, sure did holy because kenzo's only been in the business for about four years um fun fact about kenzo suzuki he made his debut yep uh, January 4th, uh, year 2000, in the New Japan Tokyo Dome show, <laughs> where he was replacing Bill Goldberg. Yep. That well, was I mean, his debut. Wow. That's e- where he started. Equal talent. Wow. Yes. <laughs> um, he left New Japan, then he went with Choshu's World Japan, and then he went to the U.S., where he wrestled for MLW and TNA. Then he went back and wrestled for Hustle, CMML, and AAA. He spent a lot of time in Mexico. Yeah. Um, he's actually... Well, he's seen the world here in his three years. It's currently wrestling for All Japan, which I didn't know was a thing until I researched this. Uh, so, Didn't know All Japan was still a thing? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I've, I haven't heard much about it. So. Uh, that's where um, Paro and Odinson go to wrestle when they get to Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good for them. I'm, good for them. I, I'm, glad gives, I'm glad it gives people opportunities. Yeah. So, But uh, Kenzo had an opportunity. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, and gave us uh, a really fucking trash finish. Yeah. Like, yeah, holy weird. shit, that weird knee thing. Yeah, it was strange. That's like a setup on an indie show. I like to think that that wasn't the finish, and Billy Gunn was just like, I'm not kicking out. Yeah. We're going home now. I'm done. <laughs> this is it. I mean, I I remember a match one time. Billy got hit with something, and it, like, fucking, by some indie guy, and it fucking knocked him loopy. And he was just like, I'm done. <laughs> and the ref's like no are you okay he goes no I'm done just ring the bell <laughs> no don't pin me just go this, yeah, I'm, just, I'm leaving because I don't want that yeah. motherfucker to touch me anymore like, uh, <laughs> I like to think that that became his new finishing move a la Ryback who was doing the really weird jackhammer finish uh-huh. but couldn't get Prince Albert up so he just gave him the fucking clothesline and that became his new finish. Yeah, like there it is. There it is. It. Found it. Found it. Yep. Um, well, what we found ourselves after this match was <laughs> a Paul Heyman and Paul Bearer interview yeah. where he's talking about the you know, Undertaker doing the right thing, which we still don't know what is the Man, right. That thing. is, yeah. it gets obnoxious. They keep after on a while. saying the right thing. It's to blow him, right? Like Obviously. I'm guessing. Blow Obviously. me. That's blow a me. fact. That's gonna keep your job. Blow me. <laughs> wink. 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 <laughs> Wink, wink. <laughs> but, but no wink. Suck my dick. Uh, big fucking nudge. Yeah. Uh, down to my dick so yeah. that you can suck it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why you're fighting Yo, just me. Just be cool. Just be, be cool, cool about it. Hey, look. Think <laughs> do, about it. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Oh. Well, there is a transition of blowjobs <laughs> into our next match, but I'm not going to make it. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be as progressive as possible. Uh, for you. Jake. This podcast takes place in 2004. It's a different time, man. It's cool. Man. All right. Well, if awesome. we're in 2004, <laughs> hey. 2004, speaking of fucking blowjobs, hey. we got Mrs. Lesnar taking on the ex-wife of Tori Wilson. <laughs> the ex-wife of Bill Kidman. Bill Kidman, yes. Same guy. Woo. Same guy. Blowjobs. Blowjobs. <laughs> you know, this match... Please don't tell me this is your favorite match. God, no. But was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be straight. Maybe I'd just stop and guess what happened the rest of the show in the the podcast. Mm -hmm. There there were some things that if either of them were decent wrestlers would have been really cool. 
But unfortunately, it's just a shit ton of hair extensions. That was a lot, and and even the announcers were like, "Which one is blonder?" Because they had nothing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, like, to huh? talk about. It, okay, sounds good. Did you hear that? Did Sable need to be there? Like, I mean, had she had a good run, couldn't she just kind of be done? No, she wanted to be there. She's open to coming back. Cool. And, yeah. She reached out. She wanted this. She won her lawsuit and like, you want me back? Yeah. Let's say how. Yeah. So. Were, were they both Playboy models? Is that what yes. it was? Yes. They okay. actually were featured in the same issue. Were they Playboy models before wrestlers? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know Tor- about Tori Wilson. I don't Tori know. Wilson was a fitness model yeah. and then she got offered Playboy. Um, Sable was a guest jeans model and then she married a wrestler he got hired by the WWE. They had a meeting like, oh, your wife is far more talented than yeah. you are, Mark Miro. And she became just as popular as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sued the company for sexual harassment. Then uh, yeah. came back and they're like, oh, we're going to pay you again. <laughs> and gave her a job. And then she married Brock Lesnar and she's like, I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> she... Can't falter. She no, she f- she found all the seams in the matrix that is this world, <laughs> and she hit all of them she at the like, perfect fucking time. Deja vu on that cat, yeah. and I am going to take care of this. Yeah, she she is like the opposite of me. Like, her timing <laughs> is impeccable and perfect, and yeah. is in the right place at the right time, and hits things at the perfect note <laughs> at the exact time while all the eyeballs are Well, on you here. just need to slap more boobs. I guess. Boob- there were the most boob slaps I've ever seen in this. But I can't take a suplex better than her because oh, a couple okay. of those suplex, I, she was hitting ankles first. Yep. And I was like, oof, that's how you break was, a leg, sweetheart. There was a point where it looked like Tori Wilson was just beating herself up because mm-hmm. Sable was lost. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that's was like, It was like, it's definitely the drop toe hold where like she's just laying down on the ground and then Tori just runs and jumps at the bottom <laughs> rope. Yeah. Like, whoa, that's cool. That's a way to do it, babe. Yeah, I uh, I just look back at this and I was like trying to think of like who were the indie wrestlers at the time. Because there were good female indie yeah. wrestlers in 2004. Yeah. And they didn't give any of those girls jobs. <laughs> they're like, no, we'd rather have this. And I think, and if I'm not mistaken, this is a couple years after they're like, oh no, uh, Jazz, Lita, you guys can't have good matches because yeah. you're showing up some of the men. Like, we got to cut you off of the knees. Wait, they thought, like, that was a thing for a little bit? That was a thing. That's sad. Yeah. 2004, baby. Yeah, Yeah. 2004 is a weird time, man. (laughs) And now, like, WWE's like, we're so super progressive now, (laughs) when really we were the fucking enemy. (laughs) (laughs) We're so progressive now because we were such pieces of shit then. Yeah. We've been saying do what's right this whole time. We've set the bar so low that any movement forward is fucking great. (laughs) Any any attention we show is great attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, I didn't like the finish. I mean, the finish was obvious, but just how like blatant stare at hard cam while I get rolled up. It was like she could have been looking at her the entire time and taking a small package instead of a roll up like a schoolgirl or boy, whatever. Uh, yeah, use that your just pronouns. Counts. Huh? Use your pronouns on use your schoolgirl. School um, okay. I feel that just makes it sex, sexualizes the the move. I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there are sexy pins. Yeah, I do love a good sexy pin. Yeah, they're they're crucial. Yeah, they're crucial. Uh, Undertaker, best sexy pin. Oh, tongue out oh, and everything. Oh, for sure. That tongue came out and everything. Did he get the tongue cut? No. Okay. He I mean, should. If you love the gimmick, you would. Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> no, many ideas. He would. Yeah. yeah. Right, that time that Goldust wanted to get tit implants. 
yeah, that ended. It's good. That's good. That's good. It's good. Women are better wrestlers than that. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> took us a while. To, it took us 15 years to get there. Sorry, <laughs> there sorry world. <laughs> We're trying real hard now, it would seem. Yeah, let's get real depressing all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah we feel uh, bad for you. Let us men explain to you how bad you have it. Yeah. <laughs> Let us mansplain this how you guys should feel. Yeah. It's 2004. You guys understand. Yeah, you guys don't understand. That's okay. It's 2004. <laughs> Dawn Marie, ladies and gentlemen, come hey. up next. Fucking blue job. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dom Marie. Dom Marie's one of my favorite ever. Really? She's like the, my, the hottest uh, diva. I did not know me. that about yeah, you. I didn't realize. Like, yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. All right. That, that's what it was, it was because she was there with Steve and Jack Victory. I think it just kind of carries over how much I want to be inside Jack Victory and Steve Green. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. And right. she's just kind of part of the group. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, but yeah. Favorite diva. All right. And then she's talking to Renee Dupree. And then uh, <laughs> about uh, wieners, yeah, about, about foot size, yeah, then, yeah. That was she don't get it. <laughs> but then once she, but gets she was it, an easy fucking W. Yeah, she didn't get that joke. Like, but it's a very sophomoric joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and we're really beating over people's heads. Like, how dumb this joke is. <laughs> but because she doesn't get it, she's that much she's dumber. Yeah, exactly. Like it was like. Okay. And then little Guido was there yeah. with that other Jack guy who I don't remember. Stromboli, I think, isn't Johnny Stromboli? Yeah, the guy that yeah. had the, the Jack guy with the shirt. I think he had a run in New Japan or All Japan. I think he was like the Super Muda or something oh, like that. Good. He had a feud with Great Muda. Yeah, that's a hell of a cool. name. I think that's the same guy. Ah. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. Well, he ain't no goddamn Tracy Smothers or... Tommy Rich, motherfucker. Yeah, that's true. This is the weaker version of the FBI. Yeah, this is it's, the... I don't like this FBI. No, don't like this FBI. But, uh, speaking of things we don't like, match number six. <laughs> Mordecai versus Hardcore Holly <laughs> on a rider. fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> Watch your mouth, man. This is my dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> this is my you. We can't, we can't do this fucking podcast any fucking more. We can still be friends, motherfucker, but we can't be fucking. We're not. Po- we're not doing that podcast. No, 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 we can't do this fucking podcast. We're still friends. We're still friends, but no fucking comment. You want to? You, you want to know what was my favorite? One of my favorite matches. Why? It was six fucking minutes long. <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. It was the shortest match on the goddamn card. And I just, I fucking love. Uh, Kevin Thorne, Mordecai, whatever you want to call him. You love, I've, I've, uh, different opinions. <laughs> Much different opinions. He's one of my best wrestling friends. Um, You're fucking friends with this guy? Yeah, I mean, when you have like some bad running with him, he's always been the greatest guy to me. Oh, he's been always been big league in me. Fucking, <laughs> since day fucking, since the OVW tryout. Oh, man, that's different. That he's... motherfucker's been big league in me. Like he's, like, he's. <laughs> have you seen him since the downfall? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I've seen, I, what, I actually. What was the downfall? Boy, just getting out of there. Not being able to wrestle anymore. Yeah. He, I, I actually saw him in, I believe, 2005, 2006, where he wrestled uh, Billy Gunn <laughs> as Mordecai in West Virginia. Yeah, hell yeah. And it's just, every time I've ever fucking seen him, it's like he can smell like Jabber on me, so yeah. he knows the big league being. Oh, okay. And he's just like, oh yeah, I fucking don't need to be nice to you because you're the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. Like, that's... He'd never been nice to you. Oh. Was he wearing a priest collar while he was being a dickhead? <laughs> uh, he might have. I knew you were a sinner. He, yeah. he, he, he was wearing a priest collar. He's been a dick to me as a vampire. Like, Shut up, you big albino. Get away from me. He's, man. Been, he's been a dick to me wearing Tommy Hilfinger jeans. <laughs> like, so it goes way back. It goes <laughs> way yeah, back. Man. So, yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, all right, guys, this has been another edition. How this good book? There we go. Let's name this time. Let's name this I, I I like how we went from Charlie Haas. Um, climbing <laughs> up that mountain, having shorter mountain to climb, but like still climbing nonetheless. Yeah. Billy Gunn having a tall mountain to climb. <laughs> um, and so this is just someone set that mountain on fire. Yeah, like Hardcore Holly's like, oh, I gotta make this fucking guy look good? Yeah. Fuck you, I'm Hardcore Holly. <laughs> Where the fuck is Luther Reigns? Yeah, yeah, like I... <laughs> Bring me Renee Jaffee. As much as I appreciate uh, Charlie Haas making Luther Reigns look better than what he deserves, I equally appreciate Hardcore Holly going, Fuck you, man! <laughs> I ain't doing shit for you! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta sell this goddamn staff. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck. I should have called this my dark horse. I should have called it my pale horse. Oh, oh, Fuck. Up. Fucked up. Squirrels, Six Girl Studios. I want you to go back and edit that around where I got that joke real good at the beginning. Real good. But the finish of this match is good. Yeah. The finish match was great. I, I I was blown away by how he hossed him up there for that fucking razor's edge. Yeah. Because Hardcore's a big motherfucker. Yeah, now, now, fucking Kevin is insanely huge, too, but Hardcore's still a bigger motherfucker. And not giving you no help at all. No, no, no. You just, <laughs> he's not on. helped you at any point. You just shoulder press this man. Yeah. Not helping you because he's not doing a goddamn thing <laughs> no, for you. Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh. <laughs> Uh, now no, we ain't gonna come up with anything better than what we just talked about. Might nope. as well move on. <laughs> move on to the Guerrero JBL promo package. Yeah. Fuck. Like, trash a limo. Um, but uh, yeah, match number seven, WWE Championship match, bull rope match between JBL and Eddie Guerrero. In fucking sanity. I loved it. In sanity. It? Yeah, th- I'm, I don't watch wrestling, and this is... I was telling... I was telling <laughs> this podcast won't change that. No, I mean, well, yeah, probably No, not. it's fine. But I was oh, telling it hasn't us- so far. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't Mordecai me. Don't big league me, boy. <laughs> I was hardcore hauling you. I wasn't giving you a yeah. goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lift me. I was telling, I was telling Zane earlier, I was, like, I was like, yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel like I took a whole bunch of notes on the front end. And then uh, I actually just really enjoyed watching <laughs> the back end. Like it was dope. Like it was really good. Yeah, I uh, I notoriously fucking hate bull rope. Yeah. and chain matches Agreed. because so they're so they're so predictable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, it's always like follow behind. Because the the dusty finish was the exact same finish for every fucking one ever. Well, piece of information from you know. Uh, the internet. The internet the, or something in the Russell Podcast. <laughs> uh, Vince wasn't at this okay. event. He had something going on. You know. And when they, were, when they were coming up with a finish, they couldn't figure out a finish for the bull rope match. And Vince McMahon famously said, call Dusty. <laughs> He'll give you a finish. Because it's his thing. Yeah. Which, Dusty Rhodes um, was called and asked for a finish. Was he with the company at the time? Was not. He was there with we go. TNA. Yep, good. They are running an event called Great American Bash, which he named. Yeah. <laughs> in the Norfolk Scope, which was up. Probably one, one of his. One of the crown jewels in the Jim Crocker promotion, yeah, which he yeah. was in charge of. And you were calling him for a finish in a match that he popularized. And we all wonder why Cody Rhodes is smashing a fucking throne <laughs> and then starting AEW. All right, Fuck like my we, dick daddy. We we all are like, well, I don't know why Cody has all this pent up aggression yeah. against WWE. Just watch Great American Bash 2004. With that piece of information right there, <laughs> I I understand now. Did he give them a finish? He did. This he gave is them what the, he gave. Them. This is what they gave. Him. 
first off, I want you to go fuck yourselves. And Secondly, when I saw it, I was like, that's a great fucking finish. Yeah. But but here's the thing. I don't like about it is that Kurt Angle comes out and makes the announcement. Mm. Yeah, I didn't the, like that either. The ref should make the call. Yeah, I agree. And because I always feel like it adds a little bit of drama when the finish happens and you're like, yay, we think this guy wins. But then you're like, oh, wait a minute, did this guy? And then you, you let that tension build in the yeah. room. And then he can, gives the ref time to talk to the ring announcer, discusses what yeah. happened yeah. and this and this. And then he raises the hand and you get the big boo or you get the big cheer. Uh-huh. I, like, I've tried to do that before, like uh, like a situation, actually it was just a PWX match not too long ago, where you roll around in a small package, roll, roll, mm-hmm. settle, and then both guys settle, and the ref counts, and you're like, which guy won? And then you wait, and then he raises the hand of the good guy, yeah. raises the hand. I've pitched that before, and uh, promoters and other wrestlers are like, oh, that's too confusing. When I feel <laughs> like that adds drama... To a finish, as opposed to you get the pop after the bell, and it's a little bit different. It breaks things up. But I understand that we got to put the heat on Kurt Angle because he's the yeah. heel commissioner, and you don't want. And the referee should be faceless. So I understand why we're doing it. But, but I mean, it's not in your to to go back to what you say though. But it's it's not making the it. It, it is how it happened. That was yeah. it, it is the correct way to win. He did it, so it's not really putting the heat on the ref. I if mean, anything, it makes the ref look bad. Yeah, by not yeah. by not making the correct call. Yeah, in the by moment. calling Eddie the winner. Yeah, I I think that it's pretty on brand though having yeah. a, a bald white man come out and, <laughs> and take that take, take it Mexican. from the Mexican guy and give it to the white guy. I mean, that's that's really what this whole show has been about. Yeah, of course, the American way. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what we've been trying to push this entire <laughs> show. Two thousand four. Yeah, but Wait, wow, what a match. Yeah. Uh, I I changed my mind. Best one ever. Yeah. I mean, one of, one of the best bull rope matches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I, and and people got behind all of the touching of the ropes. The, their yeah, their like tug that. of war aspect to it all of like one two three real quick. He's getting ready to go and fucking JBL grabs and hooks the ropes the opposite side or rolls all the way out. Shit like that, man. It's just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, it just. The way that they got behind every one of those, the tug of war, like it goes back to even the travel match where they put a lot of thought to it. Mm-hmm. Like they obviously put a lot of thought to this particular match yeah. on, on on where are we going to create the drama and also establishing the rules of the match, like understanding the psychology of it, like just unbelievable. Any any other, and, but of course it has the cliche things with, that already give all the dick spots with the rope. Oh, yeah, and, that's got to hurt though, right? Like that doesn't oh, like yeah. not hurt. Right? Well, mean, fucking yeah. getting hit with a fucking cowbell accidentally. Oh, yeah, fucking that, fun I saw that. I mean, like, yeah. Getting walloped by that chair. You wouldn't have gotten chair, unprotected headshots yeah. today. Uh, especially with the 2004. That's how you're supposed to do it. Oh, yeah, that unprotected chair shot. Like, that was, that, yeah, that was gruesome, man. Well, and that's the thing. Like, this is still during the time where, like, oh, don't put your hands up, pussy. Yeah. Like, we're still in that point in professional wrestling. And now it's like. It's How a dare de- you? It's a debate on Twitter, yeah. you know? So yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Listen to my 10 Bell pod, which is not a traitorous podcast, mm-hmm. and I have a whole diatribe about chair shots on the Balls Mahoney episode. Check that out. <laughs> um, yeah, but- I heard it. It sucked. <laughs> uh, but yeah the beal from the second rope onto the Spanish announce table yeah, and it didn't oh, yeah. fucking break no I it like did not that. I want to know if like they were like no we gotta break this fucking table man mm-hmm. and so he did do it he's like power bomb me man power bomb me <laughs> yeah power bomb cause he goes down real hard with him uh huh yeah it's like the rope kind of yeah, like, yeah. It, it was real bad real rough 
I fucking love it. Love JBL. Well, and also, too, like, something that nobody's going to discuss and put over between these two individuals, the fact that the bull rope, like, sometimes with the bull rope, you tape the guy into the bull rope so they don't have to worry about hanging on to it. Yeah. This was still loose that they could slip through, yeah. and they made that whole stipulation. If it comes off, you're disqualified. So you're hanging on to this thing. So, like, you're basically wrestling a match while clenching a broomstick. Yeah. And then you got to, you're doing, like, three amigos and you get this cowbell flinging around <laughs> you gotta do a frog splash and you don't know where the rope's gonna land underneath of you yeah. like just those small little things as a performer just like can't appreciate enough for this match unfucking believable uh, everybody looks like fucking wrestlers in there best best fucking uh, bull rope match yeah. I've ever fucking also seen. is JBL 300 pounds they kept on saying what is he like 6'7 like yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a big dude at yeah, this time. He's, he's still probably he's, a little bit of a work, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was there a bit of 270, 280. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, I was guessing like 285 if I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. If I was working at a carnival, I would say 285. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you, you wouldn't be getting the stuffed monkey from me, motherfucker. Are you yeah. trying to tell me you don't work at a carnival? <laughs> Well, not as a weight guesser. Uh, <laughs> Maybe as a strong man. Somebody's got to run the strong man show, dude. But it makes all these weights. I just love how uh, they just put over the heel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I've, I've kind of like learned from like multiple podcasts is like just putting over that fucking heel clean, you know, and that puts some steam on I'm them. I'm a huge fan of that. Some days the bad guy's just better. Yeah. Like the the whole, the, the go home of uh, Chavo and Ray, where like he has them like in the stretch muffler, he has them in the single leg, he has them in the full crab. Like there was like there was a good point. I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker's gonna tap." Yeah, like right when he oh, swats yeah, yeah. the ring and he pulls him back. Like, oh no, they're gonna they're gonna tap a baby out in this. And that's I don't like a baby tapping. I don't either. But I love a baby losing clean because yeah. sometimes you're just not as good as the other person that day. Because of whatever whatever, whatever circumstances, reason, your knees all fucked. Yeah, he and, didn't cheat to beat you. Your just knees fucked. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. And in this situation, it was just a set of circumstances that mm-hmm. took the belt off Eddie. And I remember when this happened when. In my fandom, and I remember being at OVW tryout camp, one of the things they said in the entry day speech is they were talking about how WWE is going to start focusing more on wrestling. And that's why they put the belt on Benoit and Guerrero at the Mm -hmm. time. And they're going to focus more on wrestling, 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 wrestling. And then I remember then, like, when I was watching as a fan during this particular time in 2004, when this podcast recording takes place. uh, When I was watching this a couple days ago. A couple days ago. Right now. Tonight, hearing JBL <laughs> win, I go, "Oh fuck!" They lost confidence in Eddie. Yeah, but then I find out years later, Eddie was like the realized he had no opponents because of the brand split. Mm-hmm. So it's like we need to build a new heel, mm-hmm. put it on JBL, and I'm like, "Oh, well, that just shows how unselfish and fucking cool Eddie Guerrero was." Yeah, and so now knowing that texture to it, now coming to because I didn't see this match when it happened, mm-hmm. I didn't get this pay per view. Sorry, Mordecai versus Hardcore Holly wasn't enough. <laughs> To, to get my, my money you, out. You were busy this past weekend. You yeah. couldn't see the pay-per-view. Yeah. Because I saw because ju- I saw Judgment Day earlier <laughs> where I saw Mordecai versus Scotty Tuhati and I go, nope, I think I'm done with branded uh, pay-per-views. I'll yeah. stick to SummerSlam. I'll stick to Royal Rumble, right. WrestleMania. But some of these branded ones I'm going to skip out on. And then I saw this and I was immediately mad afterwards, which is the way you're supposed to feel after a fucking heel. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they doing this to Eddie? Fuck this sucks. So. <laughs> Fucking Mark. Yep. Definitely a big Mark at that time. Yeah. I was a Mark in trunks. Mark in trunks. <laughs> so, anything else we have Weird to say about this? Weird green trunks. The man did weird things with my pecker. 
Uh, that, this was Mr. Elite. Oh, Jake Manning. They, they, I was wearing black and, and a white singlet where you could definitely Ooh. see my pecker. Yeah. <laughs> Peck City, baby. Mm-hmm. I tuck my dick up. Speaking of tucking your dick up, match number eight. <laughs> hey, and that's how you do that it. That is how we, we go ahead on that, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2004. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Uh, blowjobs. Hey, let's go to the Matchbox 20 concert. <laughs> Speaking <right>. of blowjobs. <laughs> the Undertaker takes on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions and the Dudley Boys. Uh, do what's right. Fucking weird as fuck. Did like, not like. Like, and also, too, it's like, these guys are technically on the same side with each other, and, like, nobody knows what the right thing is to do. Yeah. Thank you. Nobody. Well, I mean, we established what it is, finally. Oh, yeah, it's suck a dick. But then, yeah, well, we, we've established that. <laughs> we've yeah. done far more work than what Please. they did in the paper. Yeah. They left way more questions. We gave yeah. way more answers. Were they correct answers? No, no. but they're the answers we got. They, they're the answers we got. I mean, they gave an answer, and it was just to lay down. But when he didn't do it... Yeah, they gave him a little bit of a little bit of concrete, but at one point when he just starts running a fucking shine on him, Paul Heyman's pretty cool with everything going on. Yeah, yeah. a Paul, couple of times he does that. Yeah, like we're supposed to build drama and yeah. we're do this for fifteen minutes. Will we or won't we? Um, I thought it should be more of a thing of he has to. They turn it on. Yeah, and it is a slow, slow pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he has to get there to cut it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or do the right thing and just let this man go. End your ties to the world, mm-hmm. and that's that's it. And so, like, and they just stop him the entire time. Like, this whole stop start thing builds like drama, and then just fucking kiboshes drama. But they have to do it that way because they recorded the Paul Bearer stuff earlier in the day. Yeah, and they wait, which Paul Bearer stuff? The, the, of him in the the, the, the close up shot that was recorded in that building earlier in the day. So then, what did the fans see? The fans saw a stunt double. Yeah. Really? In there. How can you make a stunt double of that man? They, That's like they two did. stunt doubles. <laughs> Have you seen the movie The Nutty Professor? <laughs> and they, they piped in the part where it got in over his head, and they were supposedly this guy was supposed to be able to hold it underneath for three minutes. Yeah. And so they recorded ahead of time. It didn't even go three minutes, so that's why you only get the 30-second shot of it being above his head. Okay. And so... Yeah, it all kinds of fucked, and I'm sure Vince could have came up with a, a different way to do this, yeah. but he wasn't there. What? And so this is what we get. What we get. Um, that's where you get the, the wide shots with him in the background, mm-hmm. and you don't really see those wide shots until like the concrete's like up to like the chin. Mm-hmm. But like if you keep it going, it could run at a different rate. It yeah. did. It so, definitely did. So uh, so like you don't want to. Yeah. You know, doing it during a very slow the rest of the thing is, would be, would have been tough. Mm-hmm. So logistically, we can't do it the way that's most compelling. But Vince could have found a different way to do this. I'm assuming I think they could have just built a different sort of box where it comes out the bottom as you're. Well, not even so much that. Just I mean, maybe that to kind of keep the levels weird. But I think just he sits in a box, basically within a box, uh, and what is filling up is three sides. And oh, he's in fuck. an alcove. That would have been that fucking ingenious. That's very smart. But they wouldn't have been able to do that over the shoulder shot. Yeah. That would have been the only... But they only did or that. Or they could have put him a, a real box within a box where he's just... He's in this smaller box and everything's filling around him, even on the backside. Yeah. But if you had like a... So a small box for him to sit in, his big ass. So, you know, like a four foot square, let's yeah, say. Yeah, and you're only filling outside And then outside like a six there. foot square outside of that. So all you're filling, filling up is like a foot and a half around uh-huh. but that would also be a timing thing it would fill up really fast because there's not all that area there's other ways you could have done it I mean one word hologram <laughs> yep. 
I mean, that's I think our hologram technology here in 2004 is pretty you throw good. throw Tupac in there. <laughs> Have you seen the Pepsi commercial we're doing at the Super Bowl? But no, what you're, you're what you're proposing, I'm like, that's not a bad yeah. idea. You you do lose that one shot, and you want to see. But that one shot wasn't seen by the crowd. I think one guy shits on the fact that's a stunt double. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's the way to do it. Maybe they tried it and they didn't yeah. come off as well. I, mean, I don't know. Who knows? I wasn't there this past weekend at Great American Bash. So. Yeah, we didn't see Great it. So. Yeah, we were doing other things. But yeah, it all just, <laughs> it's, it was all fucking weird and just it being a handicap match and then like Undertaker beating your tag team champion. Yeah. I don't know. The man, when when the match comes to an end, it's just kind of, all right, it's over now. And then Undertaker being like, "Nah, dude, I'm yeah. so yeah, what was that? Why do you- like that was I don't I don't know what happens after this. Do you <sighs> know what happens with that? I th- he's still a babyface after this. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and it would just write off Paul Bear. Yeah, or- well, part of the reason they like they need to get rid of Paul Bear is because he's having a lot of issues with his weight. Uh, and it's funny that like you know Paul Bear says uh, Undertaker, you're the only one who could save me. When in fact, WWE, they took him off the road, got him uh, a special surgery to get his weight under control, put him a nutritionist. And I remember like Paul Berry kind of did like the, the Q&A circuit and like um, the convention circuit after this. And Paul Berry would openly say, WWE saved my life. He goes, I'm not going to say anything bad about them because they got the surgery for me. They got me on nutrition. They, they basically saved my life and got my weight under control. Mm-hmm. And this was them getting him out so he can take care Go of that. Go and do that. Yeah. So, so it's funny. He said, you're the only one who can save me when really WWE saved his life. Uh, it, it, well, it kind of felt like the they do this shot at the very end of like when they're like he does the fucking the – takes the knee to Paul Bear. Mm-hmm. They do this weird shot that kind of opens up and like you see the Undertaker's face off center and then you see the lever right there in the middle. I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. You if, if we, if, like, I figured that's what was going to happen. But the way that they just framed that up, it was like, ta-da, before he even like was about to do it. Yeah. And, and it really kind of gave away. I think Vince would have like, because I've always talked about this too when I, when I did extra talent, seeing Vince telling people where to be, where the camera's mm-hmm. going to be. Like he's got a monitor. So yeah. he's telling the camera when to be telling the talent where to be. Like if you had Vince there, this, this probably looks a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but when we see this, the way it is, um, it's not great. Yeah. And, but also too, like your box idea is great. But at the same time, too, they hired a guy who supposedly could hold his breath yeah. for three minutes. <laughs> he couldn't get so, 30 seconds. Yeah. And you only got 30 seconds. So just, that's the way fucking wrestling is when you fucking do something ornate yeah. on an indie show or in the biggest promotion oh, there course. is. So it's, and this is also 15 years, sorry, uh, two days after the fact. So it's really easy to be a quarterback nowadays. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, a water, water, uh, water cooler quarterback yeah. here. Yeah. And, and I, and I just, you know, was listening to a podcast about King of the Ring 1994, which is regarded as a bad pay-per-view. And that was another one where Vince wasn't there. Yeah. So I just find <laughs> he's too smart the dude's a genius. So oh, yeah. yeah, which just goes to show the genius of Vince McMahon. Yeah. If he's not there, the show goes bad, and we wonder why he's a control freak. Yeah, right. we wonder why Cody has got yeah. such a crawl up his ass with WWE, and we wonder why uh, Vince is such a control freak. This show will point to that's both. why he hates, <laughs> he hates sneezes. You know, you, yeah. you just can't have it. Like, yeah, see, we'll put up with any of it. But Alex, uh, you've put up with this entire show. What are your thoughts on the entire show? 
To be honest, it started out kind of not this show, but I mean the the the, the American Bash, right? I mean yeah. that that was it started out real strange seeing how John Cena is extremely famous now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like kind of seeing like a, a time capsule of yeah. 2004. Yeah, we could we could put this uh, promo on Twitter and he could lose a lot of Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Cuz he wrote that. He mm-hmm. there's articles people will say like no John Cena wrote all of his raps. So you can't just blame that on writers. <laughs> Which is like maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. So I but then it started off strong and then the middle is a little weak. I like the chick on chick action. I mean, sue me. Yeah. Uh, it's 2004. Yeah, it's 2004. You can like it if you want. Right? This is the first podcast ever. It's 2004. Yeah. And then, <laughs> we are kind of on the forefront of podcasts right Yeah, we're now. way before Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah, we're way right. before them. Way before the McElroy brothers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, uh, I don't know, I, I think JBL, I, JBL, I liked him. I, I knew I shouldn't like him, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I got what he was doing. Yeah. You picked I, up the I liked score. his action. Yeah. I like that. You, you got the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the end of it. I like put him over thing. on Twitter. That's what we do with heels now. Is yeah, put him over on Twitter. how great him and MJF is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not that I know who MJF is here in two thousand four. We don't. <laughs> what? He, What's he, Twitter? I've never heard of. What is that? Yeah. Is that a bird? Bird. Guys, we should have been a thing where all you can do is talk in one hundred and sixty characters to other people. <laughs> we should do that. Hmm. Let's do it now. Zane, any more thoughts about the the show? Two thousand four is a weird year, man. Uh... It wasn't as bad. There's such good gems on here yeah. that the overall of this pay-per-view is pretty damn good. Yeah, I think it's a lot of the stink of what happens at the end and it being the yeah. last thing. I think if you put this yeah. Undertaker thing in the middle of the show, mm-hmm. I don't think, and then you end with this bull rope and match. And you end with that bull rope match, I think. Sure. I think you look at this pay-per-view and it can We still go way. out on a bad note, like on a on a, on a arguable heel note, mm-hmm. but... It's a way better finish. Yeah, and I think you changed like your outlook on this. And this is the the brand split pay per views. Yeah. They they were a lot like this because they were looking for. They basically had all the stars they needed, and they just cut them down in half. And they have to also cover two months of story with one pay per view now, rather than one month since yeah. it's Raw SmackDown, Raw SmackDown. And this so is like the second or third one, second or third branded yeah. pay per view. So like, yeah, I mean, yeah. get off the track a little bit. So. <laughs> WWE's best things ever gonna happen to you people. Calm down. Exactly. Like this, this. There's no way another wrestling company will ever come up. It's 2004. This, Let me stand on my soapbox. WCW close. Yeah, There'll never be another competitor. No more ECW. Oh no. The TNA is a distant yeah. second to default. You'll never. You'll never need anything more than Paul Heyman. Mark my words. Paul Heyman and, you know, don't even think about Eric Bischoff. Yeah. He's done. He's, He's toast. Done Never you. coming back again. This is the best we're ever going to see Billy Gunn look. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Mordecai for life. <laughs> Bill Ryder for life. <laughs> Well, on that note, <laughs> what do you uh, think, Jake? <laughs> I, I think Alex, uh, this is coming out uh, this Thursday, Fourth of July, the year two thousand and four. <laughs> yeah, let let uh, let people know if you got any I shows think we should, coming actually, up. I think we should uh, put this in a capsule. Yeah, until about the year twenty nineteen. Okay, and see how it holds up. 
Okay, we should so do if you that. know anything going on in 2019, yeah, yeah, in July past. Let me look at the tea leaves real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've well, got... I mean, you're such a good comedian that you have dates booked for the next 15 years. You I... fucking laugh, but I spent all fucking day booking shit like six months in advance. <laughs> hey, brother, Fuck you. I get it. No, I'm a wrestler. I know. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, really. The main thing I want to plug, um, I guess, uh, the 13th of July, uh, opening up for Sean Finnerty. Yeah, and, good uh, for you, Petras. man. Yeah, so come through. It'll yeah. be a good show. For sure. Yeah. And then, of course, every Wednesday, uh, Trainwreck Comedy, of Crown course. Station, Revolt yeah. Comedy, the first Monday, first Monday of, of the month at Heist Brewery. Follow them on at Revolt Comedy mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter. Mostly Instagram. Instagram is probably the most fun with you yeah. guys. I enjoy it. So that's a fun <laughs> follow. Just follow. Uh, Zane, what do you got uh, post July 4th? Uh, 2019. 2019. <laughs> uh, I'm really hoping that one day, like, cosplay wrestling will take off. Okay. And I feel that if it does at uh, that time, I'll be uh, with you, hopefully, in my heart of hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll make another friend before 2019, the younger brother type. Mm-hmm. Uh, smells like farts. Smell all the time. All the time. Smells like the, the hot tub and, in this pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, that basically is the walking epitome of the bash, it's, uh, Great American Bash uh, hot tub. Uh, we'll be in Miami, Florida for... FSCW and the Galaxy Supercon. No, I'm sorry. It's the Supercon. It's the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be there. And then uh, I get back in time to go to Tennessee for another convention that is uh, wrestling related. Which is the 12th. That is the yes, the 12th and 13th. I don't know. I'm just there at the 12th. Okay. Uh, no, I'm there. The, one day is the show and one day is the convention. Are you staying for the convention part? I, I believe that is the Caleb thing. I am just going. Okay. Well, so I, I have to come back because I have a comedy show at a country club the 13th. I would fucking love to not have to be there. You can come with me. We can grind I home. Can't, you, I can't leave Caleb behind. He's bringing his girlfriend. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck him. He can stay behind. Yeah. And yeah, we did that? Yeah, he's bringing his girlfriend for that whole weekend. He so. must be in trouble. Um, uh, <laughs> and then at the very end of the month, we will have uh, the Raleigh Galaxy Con. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We have to come back early because we're wrestling some old Japanese man. Uh, from this this coming up weekend, so <laughs> you mean a legend, which is the name of the show, PWX Legend, July seventh, where the revolt takes on John Skyler, Ethan Case, and Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, Suzuki, whatever his name was, uh, Hiroki Suzuki. Oh. We no. are we're doing that at Park Center. So if you're listening to us in a timely fashion, uh, please go buy tickets for that at the for the Grady Cole Center, at the old Park Center. Um, here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's going to be a really, 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 really good show, so sure, make sure you come up for that. I will be doing the Fanboy con- Convention in Knoxville on the 12th. I, like Then I have a, a comedy show here in the Charlotte area at some country club. I think it's a private event, so I don't need to plug that. But then uh, I have to then go back to the Knoxville area for NGW Woo-hoo! that same Sunday. Wait, so you're going to leave Knoxville and come back? Yep. Go. I am. I am because I hate myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, at least it's the closest place in Tennessee. Uh, also, too, before that, too, I had the All Organic Comedy Show uh, July 9th. Uh, if you listen to this on a timely fashion. Also, too, I will be back wrestling for Northeast Wrestling July 19th and 20th. Then I will be wrestling for Wrestling Revolver July 26th, that Friday, that last Friday of July, and then back for the Raleigh Galaxy Con 
and then August there'll be plenty of uh, notice for that and then the dates that are upcoming with that I've got a triple shot with Northeast Wrestling right in the middle of August so just go to northeastwrestling.com or just follow me on Twitter at Manscout Manning but if you uh, want to tweet at me um, when uh, Twitter is invented not in 2004 where, you were, where we reside you can tweet me at Manscout Manning on Instagram and on Twitter and email me at jake at sslshow.com log on to howdothisgetbook.com um I have all my merch there and that is available. I know I've been a little bit behind on updating how to this getbook.com. I think I am like three episodes back, but uh, as soon as I get back from this uh, Supercon, I, the website will be updated and I'll be pushing some information about that and should have everything updated for upcoming episodes there. I know I've been behind on that, so I do apologize. But uh, you guys have been doing a great job on leaving reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you so much to ShyAnimal17 and Bobby T for from at this toy life make sure you subscribe on itunes uh, stitcher google play soundcloud youtube also too we are now available on spotify make sure you log on to six for all your audio needs don will make you sound real good ladies and gentlemen this has been another edition of how did this get booked Woo! Ooh-hoo.